how'd you do, I? See you, Mel. Very Salutations. We are Pop Culture. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we are on episode two, which we have titled To the Bat Poles, because to the bat poles. we're going to spend an hour talking about fireman poles and stripper poles. No, we're not. We're going to talk about, of course, the Batman, um, the Dark Knight, the Bright Knight. Uh, and all other variations uh, that have come through on movies and TV. But before we do, I'd like you to meet at least two out of my three cohorts that have uh, graciously come back to join me. Um, And going from my left, we have... Robert Yeoman. And to my right, we have... David War. Hello, gentlemen, and welcome back. I appreciate you coming back. I have a question. Oh, already? Okay. Is this stereo? I, I, I hope so. As I was saying, it's like, well, why tell them left or right if it's mono? <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Good point. That is a very good point. Existential. Very good point. Um, I guess I don't have any other... Intro- we did introductions in episode one, and if you uh, want to know who we are, go back to episode one. Uh, if at the moment that we're filming or recording this, it is... Uh, January, what is today? January or February? February, February 9th. 9th. Uh, and uh, our first one hasn't dropped yet. So if you're listening to this one and you've listened to the first one, congratulations. You're probably one of the first who have. Um, number four. Number four. Well, you said three people. Oh, three have. people. So yeah. Um, anyway, so today, uh, as always, we're just uh, four gentlemen of a certain age that have. Collected on the front porch on a beautiful, sunny summer afternoon with our favorite drinks in hand. And we're going to reminisce about uh, today, the love of Batman in our lives. Uh, And uh, I'm going to start off by, um, of course, for those of you who don't know, and that should be none of you. uh, Batman was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger in Detective Comics number 27. Uh, in the year 1939. Um, And I promise you folks, we will get to the Batman in comics eventually too. But I I decided to go with movies and TV first uh, with our our Dark Knight. And it's kind of disappointing too, um, because we'll be talking a lot about Bruce, but uh, in all of these, we have very little dick. So... um, we're going to, uh, you know, and I do love my Dick Grayson. Uh, he's, you know, Robin is one of my all-time favorites. Anyway, so uh, here, gentlemen, is a list through Wikipedia because you can't get any more specific information than Wikipedia. Let's tongue in cheek. Uh, here are the films that have that have been created. Uh, the Batman films that have been created. 1943, Batman. 1949, Batman and Robin. 1966, Batman the movie. 1989, Batman, Nicholson and... and uh, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Keaton. Uh, Batman Returns in 1992. Batman Mask of the Phantasm in 1993. Batman Forever in 1995. Batman and Robin, a classic, in 1997. Uh... Catwoman in 2004. That's just another resounding classic. Batman Begins in 2005. Yeah, that was the day. day Was Batman Batman actually in that movie though? That just took place. No, that was just took place in so-called Bat Universe. In the universe, but they listed it on there. It's Wikipedia. It's got to be true. Okay. The cat power surged through her veins. Yes. 
Yes, it was, again, classic. Batman Begins in 2005, The Dark Knight in 2008, The Dark Knight Rises in 2012, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice 2016. They've also got here listed Suicide Squad 2016, but oh, he, he, he did show up, he didn't did, he? The car showed up. The car showed up, that's right, because they had uh, Leto's Joker, and you're right, you're right. I had forgotten about that scene. Uh, the Lego Batman movie, 2017. Brilliant. I'm Batman. Yeah, that was good. This That one is very, very good. Justice League, 2017. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League 2021, because Pathetic. you just can't get enough of Zack Snyder's. Oh, yes, you can, very quickly. <laughs> uh, the Batman 2022. Um, Your favorite. <laughs> Who are you looking at there? I, I wasn't, yeah. You. Oh, yeah. That's... I'm my favorite is sarcasm, folks. Yes. Um, and then there's, uh, then that's just the movies. I say that's just the movies. We've left off a couple of TV shows. And then we have the television shows. Let's go back again. 1966 to 68. Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman and Robin. Well, Batman, but. The Bright Knight. The Bright Knight. Greatest theme song ever. Absolutely. Those lyrics. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Batman. Batman. All right. Here's the question right off the top. No, 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 no. Hmm. Best no, no, no. theme song. 1966 or Danny Elfman's? I, you know, well, let me let me finish. This is good. Let, let's get back. To okay. that. Let me finish the list, and then that's think a, about it, folks. First, good. That's the good first question. Then I have a, a follow up. Uh, then we have 68 to 69, The Adventures of Batman. 68 to 69, The Batman Superman Hour. All animated. All this, yeah, almost all of this is animated at this point. Uh, the Batman Tarzan Adventure Hour, 77 <laughs> to 78. I honestly never heard of that one. Oh, it was Filmation. That's why you never heard of it. Was that it? Yes. Okay. Um, Batman, The New Adventures of Batman, 1977. With Batmite. Um, oh, is that where Batmite came in at? Okay. No, Batmite came from the comics. Well, yes, but he was in one of those cartoons, wasn't he? One of the cartoon yeah. series? Yeah. Was that that might have been it then? Uh, Batman the animated series ninety two to ninety five, and this surprised me. I did not realize it was so short lived. I thought there was like five or six seasons in that. There's yeah. only three. Yeah, I was like, wow. Um, the new Batman Adventures ninety seven to ninety nine, Batman Beyond ninety nine to two thousand one, uh, Bird of Prey two thousand two to two thousand three, The Batman two thousand four to two thousand eight, Batman the Brave and the Bold two thousand eight to two thousand eleven. Beware the Batman, 2013 to 14. Uh, Gotham, which, again, now we're switching back to uh, CW. To live action. Live action. Um, that was actually Fox. If I oh, was it Fox? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Birds of Prey was uh, CW. Right. And I questioned that it was on a whole year. Uh, Gotham, 2014 to 2019. Titans, 2018 to present. Right. Uh, Pennyworth, and now... Sweet Thoughts with Robert <laughs> Gilman. <laughs> um, Pennyworth, 2019. Uh, Batwoman, 2019 to 2022. And uh, back to animation, Harley Quinn, 2019 to present. Uh, so a couple things I want to hit off right off the bat. Let's go back to Bob's question, because I think it's a very good question. What is the best Batman theme? Uh the Batman theme is it the 1966? Because we're all in that age where that's you know kind of our first real uh, glimpse. Or or is it Danny Elfman's? Or is it even uh, Batman Begins? That series. Thoughts? Well, I think they've been using the Danny Elfman since well, it was since. Gosh, since it came out, I mean, it's certainly been a thread in the animated versions. Um, so I think that's the iconic one you kind of think of when you know, dun, 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 when you think of, of Batman. Mm -hmm. But the '66 one, we all remember. Mm. But again, that I don't know if that's just because of our age, but I think it's kind of like that Spider-Man theme, you know, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <laughs> it's it's just something everyone remembers I think it's because who, it's easy to, it's catchy, it's easy to remember. It's who's got the rights to what? Yeah. So um, Warner Brothers itself won't do Batman 1966 because they don't own 100% of it. Mm -hmm. They own a portion, 
and they don't want to give up a slightest of the portion because yeah. because that's yeah. that's all that's what kept the dvds from coming out for so long was the wrangling over the rights wasn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. started off with 20th century fox then it went to what is it oh well it was bounced around quite a bit, and we we're just fortunate the DVDs finally and all the rest of the 1966 Batman merchandise popped up because the toys were exactly what we wanted in mm. 1967, but all we got was Captain Action with the face mask that fell off. <laughs> <laughs> Current and, merchandise and, and certainly both, brilliant. Both themes did did their job very well. I mean, mm-hmm. they set the tone for the entire series and or movies. Right. And I, and I, I, I'm, yes, I have a huge fondness in my heart for uh, the 66. I mean, that's just, you know, you hear that and you can't help but go back to those moments in front of your, you know, sitting on on the shag carpet in front of your, you know, new huge black or color TV for, at least for me, we didn't get color TV till we were in our seven in the, in the 1970s. So, um, with us. Yeah. But, uh, at the same time. Boy, when I was and I did, I watched a lot of Batman this last month. I watched uh, I rewatched a lot of stuff, and that Danny Elfman theme. As soon as I because I, I watched the eighty nine Batman, and then as soon as I clicked on started watching the animated series, and there that came again. That you know that opening, yeah, that's kind of has its own iconic feel to it as because well. Because that's the music of Shirley Walker. She was writing the uh, the music for all the. Paul Dini Batman and mm. Justice League and that was all one person so everything was thematically smooth and translated between the shows. Oh. When they put the Batman theme on with the do 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 mm-hmm. you knew that Batman was going to show up. Sure. Superman got da da da. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, he had that more majestic sort of although I still say the Superman's best theme was the 1970s. Oh, definitely, without a difference. How do you oh, beat John Williams? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's a whole different thing. Here's my next question for you that I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding it. I think all. you got it written down. What's right it's there? No, in its I didn't pocket, actually. Yes. It, um, oh, this is one of those arguably questions. What couldn't? I, and I didn't look it up, so I can't say for certain. But I would bet money that when it comes to film. And television, especially, Batman has probably got every superhero, including Superman, beat. I believe so. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think, DC, you know, you get down to it, Batman is DC's star. Um, it changed during the 60s, and it never let go. Yeah. Because at one point, it was Batman versus the pig-headed Venusian alien coming to Gotham to take off uh, with all the women or something like that. What are crazy plots they had <laughs> during the 1940s and 50s. But they survived mm-hmm. until the Batman came about. And it could have been just as easily Superman. It was just a the guy read it on an airplane went, no, this one's better. I, I don't know if they could have done the same with Superman, what they do with Batman. And, I, and here's my reasoning for that. Superman, I don't think, had near as many iconic villains oh, to play off of than Superman. Well, Superman has a few that are known through the normal popular, you know. Well, I think, too, Batman speaks to, you know, because Batman's human. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think he plays into that fantasy, well, I could be Batman if if I tried, um, you know, totally ignoring the fact oh. that one, you have to inherit a, an obscene amount of money that doesn't exist unless you happen to be last name is Richard McDuck. <laughs> and, and, and you have to, uh, um, you know, be in the top physical shape. But I, but I think, you know, he's human. You can't be Superman because he's Kryptonian mm-hmm. he comes from another planet. You know, you can't be Spider-Man cause you got to get bitten by a radioactive spider. So, and that so, so I think that's part of it. <laughs> But yeah, I think you know, for a cheap knockoff of the shadow, uh, Batman hasn't done too badly. Yeah. Ooh, there's a topic. How much actually came out of Bob Kane? Oh, well, now I've heard well, arguments about see, that. Because my argument has always been Bill Finger was more responsible for the 
for the art. So, mm-hmm. so therefore, he his creation was the look of Batman, not as much as necessarily the character in the script. So, I think, I mean, obviously they won the lawsuits, so he got he's no, it's now created by Kane and Finger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It wasn't there. So, but there, the, and I didn't know this. So you're you're saying that people have there have been people who said that Batman is just a knockoff of the old radio show, The Shadow. Oh yeah, the similarities. Oh, I didn't are, know that. Well, the similarities like, are. Oh sure, can't not. deny that. At after that you time, said it, after that time on the radio, there were 500 different versions of The Shadow. Mm-hmm. The Lone Ranger was copied over and over by every single Western actor there could be. Yeah. yeah, but you know the the shadow it wasn't original. The shadow was a millionaire playboy by day, uh, and what I didn't know until recently, because I, I was didn't know that much about the shadow, I guess, is Lamont Cranston was a was not his real identity either. Right, that was also a fake identity of yeah. the shadow. Really, um, I can't remember the name of his real identity. It's Lamont um, Cranston, and I could have told you probably an hour before this went yeah. up. Ryan, look that up for us, <laughs> yeah. will you? Thanks, but, but, but Thanks he, Ron. There was another person in the Lamont Cranston was basically an alter ego and then the shadow as well. Oh, see. And I've just started listening to, um, well, not started, I've actually been doing it for over two years now, but there's a nice little, um, for all of those who love to listen to old radio shows, Oh yeah. there's a little, um, what do you call these things? App. Thank you. A little app called, see, we are gentlemen of a certain age, and I can't remember garbage at this point. Uh, it's called OTR Streamer, and it gives you a ton of different radio shows, including uh, The Shadow, which I've just started actually listening to as well. Um, I tend to be leaning towards the comedies. Our Miss Brooks just cracks me up. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I loved her. The Great Gildersleeve. Try that one, too. Yeah, that's on there. I'm, def- I'm definitely going to try that as well. Um and Daddy knows best, but anyway, back to Batman. So then, I actually went and uh, watched the nineteen forty three Batman. Uh, it's on Tubi, I think. Uh, you believe the ears cannot be used <laughs> on a character? There, the boy that is just sorry, Kent Allard. Kent Allard. Oh, Kent Allard. Okay. So and he, that's the real person, but then he he portrays. Well, according Lamont. to our friends at Wikipedia, his alter ego is Kent Allard in print, and the Lamont Cranston came in radio, oh. film, and television. So, Allard, isn't so, that Dracula so that, backwards? So either one is correct. So maybe that's different. What no, said? Allard. Is Allard. A l l a r d. So it's a drala. Backwards. Okay. Which sounds like a half elf in a D. So, so that may be yes, it does. two identities. It depends. The print must have been one, and then the movie's the other. So I had it slightly wrong. Hmm. That was before they had the surplus of of lawyers that would go off at a drop of a hat. <laughs> um. So I saw the uh, the 1943. I watched, and it was an, a serial. Those were serials yes. that that yes, would show up. Thirteen or fourteen episodes. Right. Uh, I got through about four. Before I was totally uh, repulsed. Quick, let's run over here again. <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't even any of that. I did not realize, and I know uh, David mentioned it, uh, and I just didn't realize how bad it was going to be. Uh, that was very much propaganda. Oh, my goodness. Um, War propaganda. Yeah. yeah, it was, you know, this was during World War Two. A lot and, of stuff was at the time. Sure. And it was like, you know, the I, I could only take so many of those evil japs. That I was like, okay, you know, we shut down Japanese village because of those evil Japs, and we brought. And I'm just like, okay, so you're bragging over what we now see as what was horrorful, right? Horrific in uh, in our own uh, history. So I skipped that. And plus, they never got the ears right, and they never got the ears right, which is even tragic, even more tragic. Uh, and 101, fix the ears. Yeah. Every iteration of Batman. Has different ears. Pick one. Mm-hmm. Actually, I thought the way they did it with um, the last one. What's his face? Oh, uh, um, George Clooney. Not not George Clooney. Uh, you know uh, Patterson. Um, no, Ben. Oh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. I thought that was the closest hmm. to Batman Year One. Really? Well. Yeah, that's certainly where they were taking their design from. I think. Yeah, yeah they were definitely. Because uh, I hated though, that bat the that they had. It was like I hated it too. It's like that's not, and 
I'm sorry, it's a yellow oval with a bat on it. Not a bat with a yellow outline of a bat. That is just hideous. I didn't even notice the yellow outline. To me, it just looked like a bat who had gone through middle age and had too many donuts. A fat bat? (laughs) What I saw. A fat bat. The fat bat. Look, it's a bulked bat. bat. You can go with a bulked bat. A bulked bat. Well, it was... was, You can get your own bat burger back in 1966. Could you? It was a thing I think Denny's had. A bat burger? It was in an episode at, where they're at the beach. I do remember that. I do remember that episode. And they, they talked in front of the stand that was advertising bat burgers. I, I do remember. That was a Joker episode, wasn't it? Yes, yes. it was. It was the... Uh, I think it might have been one that they, I watched. They wore recently. their swim trunks over their outfits. Yes. Yes. And they were styling. And that just brings us right to the next one I was going to bring up. And that is, of course are our Batman in many, many ways, because uh, that's what we grew up with. Uh, Adam West and Burt Ward and a whole slew of uh, wonderful actors who played uh, some great, great villains. Just ate every single piece of scenery there was to chew. Well, yeah. in my favor, those it was Adam West's appearance on the Big, in big Bang Theory, you know, when the quote says, What's this? I'm, you know, I'm the Batman. I didn't have to announce I was Batman. When I walked into a room, everyone knew I was Batman. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's that's true. You know, uh, it was a different world. But Yeah, it definitely was. That, I, that Batman did not work in the shadows, which is actually contrary to, you know, most of the history of Batman when you get down to it. Yeah, the whole Batmobile being half a mile long. Oh, but it's still my favorite. Oh, it's still the Batmobile. I love that There Batmobile. is no other one. I've I've had dreams of You're owning about that this, Batmobile. 66. Yeah, the 66. 66. The only one that came close was Batman Beyond's Batmobile because they had the orange glow piping on everything just like yeah. the 1966. Yeah, I've seen the I, like that one I do like that one too. Replicas of the original. I don't know if the original original was still around but if you tour like the Warner Brothers back lot, you can still see it today. So yeah, see bat- various versions of the Batmobile. It's on tour. It's on point tour all year long. Yeah, different yeah. auto shows there. Can you imagine just driving down I seventy five? Do you know who owns one? Very poor mileage. I bet it does. <laughs> Do you know who has one? Hmm. Who? Jeff Dunham. Jeff, Jeff Dunham at the puppeteer. Yes. Yeah. He said, I got a chance to buy the Batmobile. I called my wife and said, honey, I'm buying the Batmobile. And she was like, just get it in the garage. I did not know that. I did not know that. Wow. I would buy one, too. Jeff, yeah, if I had that kind of money. I, You know, I'd love a Mach 5, too, but that's a whole different um, ballgame. Yeah, I don't see how you can drive it with all those little whirling saw blades on every tire. That's exactly why I want it. Um, it through, gets through traffic with, with a breeze. <laughs> yes, it does. Well, remember with the Batmobile, you need that parachute pickup service. Oh, my God, I love that. <laughs> yes, you do. The Bat Parachute Pickup Service. What, 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 is, what are some of your favorite, uh, remember some of your favorite episodes of uh, the this, series? This no thank you i want to remain inconspicuous when asked if he wants a table by the stage (laughs) oh so wonderfully tongue-in-cheek so wonderfully tongue-in-cheek burt ward imitating uh, who is the it's in hide a little the very first episode where they make a duplicate of robin Mm -hmm. what was the name of the actress that was the gun mall that that literally did get the mask, and it was uh, she was she was pretty Jill St. John. Jill St. John, yes, Jill St. John was in. I think Jill St. John was in the first episode with yeah, the Yeah, she dies in the the atomic bat accelerator. Yes, she fought. Yeah, she ends. What up a in way the, to go go! Yeah. <laughs> I do remember the scene of her falling into the atomic power. Yeah, yeah, because it kept going up and higher and higher in pitch, and then it was like. From the Lost in Space, the Jupiter 2 taking off Mm -hmm. with the ever-popular... It's like it was chewing up her bones. Yeah. I I do... Um, That was gruesome. And I think think it's probably the only time you saw a real death like that in... in Well... Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I would say not. (laughs) In Batman the movie... If you remember, everybody was dehydrated. Sure. The first time where Commodore Schmidt, otherwise known as the Penguin, mm-hmm. gained entrance, he wasn't too concerned that six of his henchmen You're right. disappeared. Yeah. 
They just evaporated. Because he used heavy water instead of tap water. Yes. Yes. I just, and I watched, that was the last thing I watched last night, and I totally forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, I tell you, as a kid, that uh, movie, the dehydration bit just freaked me out, actually. Really? I, I just felt found that horrifying that you know this idea they could just dehydrate people mm. even though they could reconstitute them but again because you know the henchman who blew away and that kind of stuff mm. um it's like oh you know and then the the brains all got scrambled up at the end that sorry spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> um you know it was all all meant to be very tongue-in-cheek or whatever but it just uh it was it had a little bit of a darker yeah it, tone to it. just you know because again they were people well, one of my uh, couple episodes that I watched uh, that I that I went back and purposely watched because I, I I enjoyed a lot uh, was uh, the one where I can't remember the titles, but the one where uh, Penguin runs for mayor. To run for mayor of a great American city like this one, it's a great responsibility. Which I didn't realize. Uh, really, I'm not sure if Tim Burton did it or not. Tim, he Burton. did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. That Batman Returns, which was with Danny DeVito, and was all about that. Uh, and that was kind of interesting. The, the more I watched that this time around, I'm like, oh yeah, he he drew real heavily from that episode. It he was supposed have. to be an homage well, to Bur- Burgess Meredith. Was uh, it? Okay. And then, of course, they played. I think they did a similar riff on it in the comics, and then Gotham did the same thing, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, yeah, and I didn't watch a lot of Gotham, but I do remember hearing about that that storyline. Did he? I don't. Somehow, you who with the with Gotham, I don't remember if they had somehow Cobblepot running for because he was a younger Cobblepot in that. So mm-hmm. I did like though in the second of Tim Burton's movies where when the whole thing is you know he's playing that he's this poor orphan and they realize no he knows exactly who he is. Yeah. Yeah, and um, but I thought Tim Burton's take on the penguin was a little too gruesome as well. I do. I a lot do of too. parents thought so too, and well, that the, ended. The whole, I, I don't know why he was, for lack of a better word, you know, why he had deformed hands and that whole bit. I got a feeling and ate fish raw. It's like uh, this is stuff. It's like I don't get that. Get all that I penguin to me was always that. probably the Burgess Meredith um, influence. To me, the penguin was a little more suave. Yeah, he is well, a nightclub. Owner. Well, and that's not that people who have physical, who are physically different, can't be suave. But sure, you know he. But the, he purposely made him a, kind of a grotesque monster. Grotesque. Yeah, and I even when he and again, spoiler alert here, folks. When he dies at the end, I couldn't figure out why he oozes out black goo. Yeah, and the birds take him away. Yeah, I never. I to me that was. I mean, there were some things about that movie I like. I watch it every Christmas. To me, it's a Christmas. I don't movie. think he wanted him, him to die on camera. Yeah. Well, I just, keep him offline so you can bring him back. Yeah. Now I will say the latest one, the Batman, which I know is not a well liked film in this group. Um, however, it had moments. Um, I thought, uh, what's his face? <laughs> Shoot, uh, Colin. Colin, Colin uh, Farrell. Farrell as Penguin. I don't know what makeup they did on his face and everything, but there was a close-up or two. It's like, they did a good job of suggesting that pointed nose and everything. Yeah, they did. Um, without you know, without making it so blatantly obvious, but it's like, there was moments like, he looks like the penguin. I, I, and I, and I, for me, he was my favorite part of that movie. Um, uh, granted, I, I fall asleep every 20 minutes, so I have to wake myself up, but... Because the I darn never, thing's so I never dark. It. it just goes so unconscious. Um, yeah. It's, well, it's so dark, you know? And, it, and, and, and yeah, then we'll eventually, lights. yes. I've said it for, you know, DC nowadays, let's make a let's make a Batman, let's make a superhero movie, turn off the lights and get the cameras rolling. Make sure you have the black backdrop and a sign that you put up right in front of the camera lens, black, yes. on purpose. <laughs> yes, on purpose. This is supposed to be this way, folks. Uh, but I did think that they nailed Penguin much closer to what I've always envisioned him. Uh, and again, Batman was, for me, uh, both in movies and in comic books. Comic books, for me, uh, Batman was probably the first comic book I, I ever got. Uh, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I, understood, I understand the mythos of that more. So Penguin to me is a more suave character, and even as they built him throughout the decades, 
he became a mob boss, which I always thought made more sense than anything. He's, well, as Bob alluded to, you know, the, the running a nightclub, the, mm-hmm. that's his front, the launder money and everything, and mm-hmm. it made more sense, yeah, that, that most He's of Batman's... He's an information broker. Yeah, that most of Batman's... Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. ...villains in the in the Gotham, the human ones at least, would be gang bosses. Sure. Falcone that's really and... who he's fighting. Yeah, Falcone, Maroney, um, Maloney. Though some could say, as Bruce Wayne, of course, he's a capitalist pig who, <laughs> who's only doing different type of money laundering. So what's the difference here? Yeah, well, you know, what's what's real? What's, we don't have to who's the real the, criminal? <laughs> we don't have to deal with the Court of Owls storyline. Uh, but skip it over. Yeah, I and I I think I stopped reading right around the Court of Owls. Uh, that's when I stopped reading comics. So but, would you like to read your continuity before this? <laughs> well, yeah, there. That's a issue with comics for. Uh, decades but in general <coughs> even in the movies and stuff you know batman's villains are a little more grounded on earth than than most superheroes because they aren't out to rule the world they're out to rule their world right um, they want revenge you know, they want money they want power and the joker frankly is the one who is the dangerous one sure um you know catwoman she's a thief mm-hmm. you know jewel thief sexy think, thief. Is, essentially uh the sometime love interest yeah. Uh, Penguin, you know, as he's been now portrayed as a mob boss kind of thing. Right. Uh, Riddler's got his his odd compulsion that he has to tell you what he's going to do. Right. So that's something I didn't appreciate. I I did not like the reframing of the Riddler in the Batman as a terrorist. No, no. Um, that just to me is like, ah, eh, that doesn't strike me right. But Riddler, I think, is a hard one to translate. You know, he he really is, and I even in the nineteen sixty six. I think they didn't quite get him right either. Not that Frank Gorshin wasn't brilliant in the role, but I really felt, uh, and, and I felt this even more as, as the older I get and I watch these old shows, that the Riddler and Joker are way too similar in um, their, their that, that whole hee 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 and the, the hysterical laugh. To me, it just it, it didn't work. Now, I've always thought of Riddler, Riddler as the most... Um, up here in the brain he's the most he's the one who wants to challenge batman the most because i think he thinks he's smarter than batman he's right you like the animated the paul yes dini version yes exactly yeah. that's how i've always seen riddler yeah, as more like of say, a, the 60s the, the the two were too similar yeah i i agree well it works for one we can work for two and there's mm-hmm. two toys right but then but then interestingly enough when you when you start heading into those the movies uh we start heading into those movies 89 movie with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson uh who personally I did really really like as the Joker only because the man was probably born to play that part I felt the same way um uh, but uh, okay yeah, not, not a huge fan. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the scarring that they did to give him a permanent laugh. And it's like, I didn't well, think, that's the only thing mm-hmm. I thought was actually because the movie Gwynplaine, the man who laughed, it was an old 1930s. Oh, yes. That was the inspiration for the Joker. Yes. Gwynplaine. I, I remember seeing pictures of that a long time ago. And it was because they cut him. And cut those nerve endings, and it went to the rictus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, but and I, I have to go back to the comics, which we I know we're not discussing now. But you know, the, no, no, the origin of, touch. of the comics, the Joker did not smile at the beginning. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he was, was a, he was, he was he quite was, grim. He yeah. was a gangster. Right. Uh, well, he started out as a murderer. Yeah. The yeah. first time we're he's introduced to him, it was he was a killer. He was killing people for no apparent reason. He just With the biggest hip. Jacket you've ever seen. Amen to that. But you know, at midnight, this person dies, and they did, and Batman couldn't figure out how he was doing it. Yeah. Um, but so I, I liked uh, I liked the Nicholson Joker, but I'm a huge Nicholson fan. Um, I know he plays Nicholson in most everything we talked about. We mentioned that briefly in other podcasts. Um, although I will say there are two movies. Just a little tangent versus sidetrack here. Two movies that Nicholson I I I swear by. You will you will not believe that it's Nicholson, and that is well you'll believe it's Nicholson, but he does really well. Um, Hoffa, I don't know if you've ever seen Hoffa. Uh, his portrayal of Jimmy Hoffa was very very good. Uh, very little Nicholson in that, mm-hmm. and then uh, he did another one a few years later called About Schmidt, uh, where he plays a. I've seen that one, and that I thought he did. He was he toned down the whole Nicholson thing quite a bit. You don't you don't agree? 
No, no, oh. I agree. I was just remembering the, the Kathy, joke. Kathy joke. Bates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we find out what's between Kathy Bates' breast. Her navel. Yeah. <laughs> it's the hot tub scene. I think. Yeah, the hot tub scene. But, but it's, it's, I do think Nicholson, those are two movies that I think Nicholson played a little against type. Um, and I liked it. But anyway, back to Batman. Um, my problem then with, with that series, and really you had... Uh, I don't want to say problem, but uh, my issues was, uh, you know, the first one I thought, 89, uh, Keaton was, I like Keaton as Batman mm-hmm. and as Bruce Wayne. I have no problem. Uh, Nicholson was great. The second one, you had Michelle Pfeiffer, who I thought was a great Catwoman. Uh, and then you had um, Danny DeVito, who tried his best for what he was given. Didn't work for me. Then you go into the third one, which, of course, now we've gotten rid of uh Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher and the nipples come into play. Uh, and our villains are Riddler, who sounds a lot like Joker, and Two-Face, who sounds a lot like the Riddler and the Joker. Is that the third one or the fourth one? That's the third one. Okay. That's, a, that's the third one. The fourth one The fourth one is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. No, I, I, in my head, they were the other way around. Yeah, no, no, that's the third one. Um, if it would, we probably would have been... We wouldn't have to sit through a Joel Schumacher production again. Yeah, um, and I and that Two Face uh, to me was the just a horrible portrayal. Nothing against Tommy well, Lee Jones. It was a waste. It was a big waste. They had set up Billy D. Williams as Two Face. Two Face. Yeah, yeah. Why they didn't move ahead and yeah. and, and in the second movie it should have been Two Face. And they had the perfect blueprint in it, which they used in the animated show. Where they built him up to be such a tragic character. It's like, my God, this is a television show for kids? And they went, no, it's not. It's an animated show for adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they shot back. And went, well, yeah. They, mm-hmm. In fact, I would have forgiven them not doing Two-Face in the second one if they just give us that sympathy for Billy D. Williams' character. Yeah. Right? Or, and then, boom, you know, oh, yeah. wait a minute. He's a villain. He's returned, you know, show him going mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Bruce didn't come, and what a better actor to to play the you know the vain part of a uh, Harvey Dent than Billy you know, D. Than Billy, I mean, he was already seen as kind of a hype for lack yeah. of a better term, a pretty boy. Yeah, he was you know Mr. Colt Forty Five. That's it. Forty he was cool. Colt Forty Five. He's Lon Lendo. Lendo 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 like. But no, I mean, you, you know, but yeah. But they then, and that's the problem with, with, in my opinion, more the 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 in these movies are the villains than the Batman's. Now, you know, George Clooney will tell you George Clooney sucked as Batman. Um, so I agree with George Clooney. Yeah. Well, who am I to disagree? <laughs> I again, though, George Clooney came in. Uh, let's take that fourth movie and call it what it is: garbage. That fourth movie to me, even the third one has some, to me, has some redeeming qualities, some fun to it. Chris O'Donnell Robin should not be 44. Well, yeah, there is that. I'm not saying there's I mean, not like, a lot of bad. Oh, it's Robin. It's like, that's not Robin. That's a Batman wannabe. Mm-hmm. He's old. Mm-hmm. He's not the kid. Yeah. But he, then again, they brought up things of child endangerment and blah, 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 blah. Well, it's yeah, a we movie, were getting folks. into we were getting into that the, that time period at that point. Won't so someone probably. think of the children? <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, he Dick Grayson entered much too old into that universe. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, but the, yeah, the fourth one with Arnold Schwarzenegger is Mister <gasps> Freeze. You know, uh, Pamela and, Isley. Yeah, and Bane. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that was another. Well, and again, they, at that point, it was about selling toys. You know, it's yeah. like how many more, how many characters can we throw into this one movie? Yeah. Um, and, and I didn't even mind the the tongue and cheek stuff. They tried to go back to the '66 a little bit with the tongue and cheek. Well, I think that's where yeah, where uh, uh, Schumacher was going the whole time. Yeah. It's like because it's you know he he squeezed out every bit of camp and silliness um, against you know a, a kind of a Tim Burton style backdrop a poor mm-hmm. imitation and it's like it just Very went much. way over the top over the top yeah. but yeah the harvey two-face as they call them it's like but 
they gave us no background. It's like here he is. He just he's just there. He and up. now he's and he's the one who I thought was acting more like Joker than Riddler. I, I, yeah. I will say that too. Yeah, I will agree with you there as well. But you know yeah. the whole Riddler's thing of that whole cap and you know stealing people's memories. It's like yeah, that was that I just weird. This that is was, just a cocaine script. <laughs> it was written under the auspices of three lines of cocaine every hour and just write it down and throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. What's the least offensive? Yeah. The only thing that I could say about the fourth one is the saving grace, frankly, was Val Kilmer. That's the third one. The third one? Okay. Yeah. To me, that was saving only because he looked a little more like somebody who could swing from rooftops at night. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Michael Keaton and George Clooney's characters, they had to rely on entirely on the gadgets yeah because they couldn't even turn their heads yeah yeah in the, the, costumes. In the costumes they could not and that's yeah. frankly the problem i have with the robert patterson one a problem i have with the ones with robert patterson <laughs> that's the problem he's so armored up it's like you know he can't walk upstairs without clunk 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 it's like batman should be nimble <laughs> yeah it's like the whole cartoon with iron man yeah. Someone knocks him down and just like rides him up. <laughs> yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Do you think they know we're here? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um, but but yeah, I mean you know and uh, but it but you go back to uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, Batman. You know they they pointed out you got to be an athletic guy to to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole scene. What good's doing all those push-ups if you can't? Right. A burning beam off yourself, and that takes me. Beautiful segue, by the way. Thank you. That well, takes me to um, <laughs> those his Batman's, uh, Christopher Nolan's, which I did rewatch all three of those as well. And, you know, those first two—that's as close as I think we can get at this point to what I think Batman was in the is, is in the comics. Um, I, First of all, you've got one heck of a cast here. Uh, I had no problem with Christian Bale in the first two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second one, the, the voice started to go uh, into that uh, stuff. But uh, I liked his Bruce Wayne. I liked his Batman. Uh, James Gordon, played by... Uh, uh, should have wrote that down, too, because I, I love the man. Um, who played James Gordon? Uh, do do no, I know who you're talking about. I know. Uh, he's he's a brilliant actor. He's he's great in everything. Um, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> throw that out to the audience. Yeah, who played Gordon in, and I'm going to kick myself when I when I hear. No, I, I see his face and yeah. it's, it's it's a well-known actor. Uh, right. Alfred um I didn't mind him. I mean, I thought he was the most as Michael of Kane. Kane, thank you. Uh, Michael Kane was probably the most popular actor that ever played uh, Alfred in yeah. any of the movies. Uh, I, I didn't. It didn't detract me from believing that he was Alfred. No. Um, Lucius Fox, uh, Morgan Freeman. Again, he was great in that in those movies. I loved. He was his. having fun. You could tell he was having fun. It was. Oh, like, you yeah, don't want to look here. at that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he was super. Um, Gary Oldman, by the way. Gary Oldman. Oh! Sorry, Gary. We're so sorry. You are you are a, a master at your craft. Uh, in the second one, Morgan um, Freeman was Lucius Fox, right? Uh, and then in the second one too, you had and, and then you had uh, the guy who plays a scarecrow, uh, who was pretty popular. Uh, Raza Ghoul. Celia. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, Ryan. Ryan Celia. Something like that. The mo- he was a male model. Then, yeah, and became an actor. And actually, Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. Yep. Um, Raza Ghoul, Liam Neeson, the only Raza Ghoul we've ever seen in a live action. In but, the first one. Well, no, we had the in live action, you're right. But no, then again, I'm sorry. No, nowhere near as close as the animated one. Oh, no. No. Well, Batman the Animated Series, I put in a whole shelf different, different yeah. because that, that truly does just, get close. This closest. is the mind of an 11-year-old boy on acid watching Batman. They nailed every single thing they could. Yeah. No, they really did. But these these movies, the the Nolan movies, uh, they had Carmine Falcone. They had uh, Maroney played by, uh, what's her name's brother? Um and the gentleman playing Harvey Dent, I thought that was, you know, they, they altered. Eckhart. 
yes, they they altered the origin, but I I thought that worked as well. Um, I thought those two first two were, uh, and of course, we can't forget Heath Ledger, who was the I think the only actor so far to uh, in a movie superhero movie like that to win a best actor. Yeah, and, and it's a shame because I thought he won me over as a Joker because mm-hmm. uh, when I first saw what they were doing with the costume and the makeup, it's like ah, it's just makeup. It's not. Yeah, you know, you, you change the whole background, the, the Joker again. Um, but his attitude was right. He was playing the Joker, I think, dead on. Oh, he was. He um, was the scariest Joker. And I know I've that in the, if if he had uh, if he had lived, um, that the third one that where they had the scarecrow playing that part it's like i'm sure that was supposed to be the joker originally. it was yeah i read that no as well um the third um, one was a more disappointing to me but yeah and i really expected two-face to come back because at the end of you know they say harvey dent is dead yeah i got that but i would have wanted the reveal of but two-face is still out there yeah you know we, we're just not we're just we're never going to get harvey back kind of thing to me is how they felt it was going but that's the problem i think in general with the movies is they like to kill off villains. Yes. 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 You know, like the first, uh, the uh, uh, Tim Burton Batmans, it's like, why is the Joker dead? Yeah. I know Nicholson cost a lot of money, but. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm sure that was a big part of it. Honestly. But, 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 you know, all it took was, oh my God, this man, a quick little tag, this man's still alive. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, <clears throat> just the exactly. monitor machine just beep. Yep. 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 Um, because again, well, you know, the comics, that's, you don't waste a good villain. No. You no. Put all that money into it to get the marketing done and highlighting whatever actor it is as the villain. Mm-hmm. Why throw it away? Mm-hmm. Especially one like the Joker, which is, you know, some would argue, really. That yin-yang relationship, the Joker is the opposite of Batman. You need the Joker. Absolutely. And again, what I thought uh, Nolan pulled off. Simply Joker. Joker. What I thought Nolan pulled off brilliantly with uh, Heath Ledger and uh, Christian Bale was showing this, I am the opposite. I am the... the I am order, the, I am chaos. Chaos, absolutely. Uh, and, and it's brilliant. interesting, because when you get down to it, Batman is not order. He's lawful good. But he's not lawful. He's a vigilante. In the in the That's 60s true. TV series, he was deputized. In the comics, they made him deputized for some reason for that. Yeah. Uh, originally, once upon a time. But the, the reality is, Batman's a vigilante. He's taking the law in his own hands. He is. Yeah. He's not justice. He is. He. You know. He. If he were. If. He's not pointing to police to where to find things. He's. He's taking law into his he's own. He's killing hands. them and then telling him where they are. Unlike a lot of so-called anti-heroes, um, he is not playing judge and jury right but but you know he is playing you know he's playing police officer on his own and i also want to make a a a point because as i was watching all these batmans including the batman which um, we're running out of time we might not get to um but uh you know they they bragged that the batman was going you're finally going to see the detective in batman because batman is a master detective and he's in the dark yes but here's yes but i think they already showed that in 1989 with michael keaton's batman i mean the man figured out how the chemicals were all working and and you know and causing all these people to have these joker grins and all that so i never i didn't understand why they said here's the because watching the batman for the third time it didn't feel like he was any more being a detective as any of the other movies that we've seen. Yeah, and the comics have long claimed that, you know, Batman, Sherlock Holmes would be one of the inspirations for Batman as well. Sure. Um, but, yeah, if, if you're going to call it, and they've always called him the world's greatest detective. Right. Okay. And just the very name, the fact that the company ended up being named after the detective comics that he showed up in. Exactly. Um, you know, because at DC, that's what that stands for, of course. Um but, you know, it was National Periodical Corporation or whatever. They used to run parking lots, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, so that's the reality is that, that yeah, if they pulled more onto the detective side. But, you know, fighting bad guys is probably sells more tickets. Yeah. You know, with the, the Powell Bam. Sure. We got about 10 more minutes or so 10 15 uh 
I got some questions for you. First of all, of all the Batmans we've mentioned, and uh, we did not we did not get to hit on truly uh, the most the greatest animated Batman of all time, which is the animated series Batman, which Kevin Conroy. That voice. Rest in peace. Yes, me. Rest in peace was brilliant. Mark Hamill, uh, who who I listened when I was watching uh, several episodes with uh, the Joker. I watched several Joker and Penguin and a few with Catwoman. There is no, I I cannot. It's tell that it's Mark Hamill ever. I can't watch the current Star Wars because I keep saying, "Why well, is the Joker there?" <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, if you had to say. This is a twofold question, gentlemen. I'm just curious. Number one, who is your personal favorite Batman of all the series or, or movies? And number two, who do you think met the challenge the best? They don't. They're not possibly exclusive or inclusive. Exclusive. Given the time of the day, Adam West, best Batman. Period. The rest are just violent thugs. But I would probably go with Christian Bale, who is nuts. <laughs> well, okay. I can't argue with that. Um, I actually think Kevin Conroy, um, vocally, I think he delivered Batman and Bruce Wayne very well. Mm -hmm. um, if you force me to go with live action, I guess I'm going to have to go with Christian Bale. Mm -hmm. um, because I thought to me he was the best batman on film mm -hmm. um adam west was did what adam west did you know i think that, that deserves a place in our hearts mm -hmm. but you know in the that 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 was a different version of batman mm -hmm. i i think uh, yeah you know, I, I i think that has to be put aside as this is an alternate batman yes you know it, yeah they're all alternate batman when you get down to it sure it's batman 66 yeah and for me, I would have to say, um, and, and nothing against Adam West, because I have watched those things even to this day. I'm 56, and I'll still turn on an episode and, or sure. two and just watch them. Well, but it, Michael Keaton, to me, is my personal favorite, just yeah. because I loved... I didn't. I never expected it from him, and I thought the same... I thought that little Beetlejuice sneer that he gave under the mask worked as Batman. Um, yeah, I, I loved it, uh, and I really kind of like that goofy thing that he did as Bruce Wayne um, as well. But I will also have to say, when it comes to the Batman that I think was portrayed the best, Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale did it the best so far to the, to date. And I, I will give Adam West props too, though, for the man maintained his sense of humor to the end. Oh, absolutely. He was, you know, through Family Guy, through everything he did, he was willing to, and I know a lot of it was about the paycheck, mm -hmm. but, you know, he, you know he, he played a version of his Batman on Kim Possible, for heaven's sake. <laughs> he, you know, he, he yeah. it, you know, it's like a lot of actors, they'll embrace, it's, they'll they'll get upset with the char character that made him famous and try to separate themselves. He just said, give me the check. <laughs> I'll give you give you what you want. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and he was in that, and, and I mean that in a professional sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Second question, last question, and I uh, told you guys I was going to ask this. We're going to wrap up their Batman with this. Uh, your top three favorite villains um, from the TV movies, or or the TV or the movies. Give me your top three villains that that you, to you you cherish, you, you enjoyed, cherish, whatever. Uh, the most, Mr. Yeoman. Number one, <laughs> King Tut. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Victor, Victor, Victor. Second, the Mad Hatter, okay, David you're, Wayne. You're 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 all in the sixties. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I had a feeling. The rest of them are going to get killed off at the end of the thing except well, these. Okay. And right. the last one will have to be um, Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. The Riddler. Very nice. Okay, I, he you you did not disappoint me, Bob. You did not disappoint me in the least, uh, Mr. War. Catwoman, Eartha Kitt, Catwoman Ooh. Julie Newmar, and Catwoman Lee Merriweather. It's a clean sweep, <laughs> three of a kind. Takes I can the keep pot. going on, Catwoman. Just I just I was gonna say all the cameras. No, but seriously, um, um, actually, I did prefer Eartha Kitt's Catwoman. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I think Heath Ledger's Joker, you know, that that was just an amazing performance all around. Um, I would say that. Um, and and how can we forget Egghead? Oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, excellent choice, sir. Excellent. Not a yoke amongst them. We know his diet consists solely of grade triple A white eggs. I was trying to think then was Zelda or something. Oh, Zelda, yeah, Zelda the Great. Zelda the Great. Uh, I was trying to think of what's the most obscure. Unless villain. you want yeah. the Cossack one. Who, who, by the way, was played by Anne Bancroft, a, a legendary actress yeah. and uh, married to um, the brilliant <laughs> Mel Brooks. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, but I was trying to think. I couldn't come up with a good obscure one. Uh, well, calendar Man, of course. The Calendar Man, all the way. <laughs> oh, yes. Polka Dot Man. Uh, and, and let's not forget Van Johnson is the... The minstrel. minstrel. <laughs> yes. Uh, my three, uh, my th- actually three, I had a tie uh, because I, I immediately go with Jack Nicholson's Joker just because it, he always just tickled me. However, Heath Ledger's Joker, he just stole that. I mean, he was, he was. Uh, so I put those two together as a tie. Number two for me, I really, really, uh, more now than ever, liked Liam Neeson's Raza Ghoul. I really liked Raza Ghoul. Uh, so I put him as number my number two favorite. And my number one, yeah, I'm going with 66 too, but he was my all-time favorite Batman villain, always has been, always will be, the late, great Burgess Meredith. <laughs> I just got tickled think, with that man. Think, think of the history, though, because it's like, okay, I just named you top three Catwomen. Of course, there are at least two more that we can think of off the top of the heads. Sure, three more. Three more? Um I could give you top three Jokers. <laughs> yeah. You know, Cesar Romero and Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson. Mark not Hamill. Not order. You know, if you want you to know, go Mark Hamill, um, whoever the guy was that played in Gotham. You know, that kind right. of stuff. Joaquin Fe- um, Phoenix. Three three Riddlers. Three, you know, and when you think about it, you just go on and on. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. How many people, who por- how many people have? have portrayed all these characters? Yeah. And who does the Flash have? Turtle Man. Go ahead and make a movie out of that. Well, the Flash has the top Captain Captain uh, Cold, Reverse Flash, Captain Cold, uh, Heat Wave. Is it Heat Wave? Yes, Heat Wave. I'm pretty um, sure. You know, Gorilla Garad. Oh, oh Gorilla Garad's a Gorilla big Garad. one. Yeah, That's I remember Gorilla Garad. It's like all they put is Garad is coming. And and Doctor, is it Doctor Zoom? Doctor Professor uh, Professor Professor Zoom. Zoom. Professor who, who Zoom. I get confused with. I thought he was the reverse First flash. flash. But apparently not. I don't know. Well, well he's not. Well, they, they've done something weird in the TV show. Uh, yeah, uh, which I think they did in the comics as well. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, gentlemen, very, very much. Uh, Always I, a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed just reminiscing about our favorite uh, bright night and dark night. Uh, before we go, uh, real quick, uh, last five minutes. Uh, we have a, our little rest in peace section. We did this in the first episode because there was a couple people from our pop culture uh, time that had passed away. And within the last month of uh, recording this, we've actually <laughs> got a lot more uh, of people that have passed. Um, so uh, in this last month, we have lost Lisa Marie Presley, who I personally wasn't I, I did, neither here nor there, um, but... She was big. She was, you know, big celebrity. Um, Gina Lola Brigida, which again was before my time actually too, but very much a, a someone who was uh, very, very big. I'd say more in the 40s, 50s maybe? 50s, 60s. 50s, 60s. 50s, 60s. There were a lot of walls that she was plastered on. Yes, <laughs> yes. There were. Um, David Cosby. Uh, David Crosby, Crosby. Uh, who, uh, you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, that, that hit. Lance Kerwin, who died very young at the age of 64 or 65, I think. Oh, don't say that. I know. Scary. Um, Lisa Loring, uh, the original Wednesday Adams, uh, and also um, Cricket on As World Turns, if you're a soap fan. Uh, goodbye, Shirley. Cindy Williams, passed. Um, Both she and Penny Marshall are now gone. Yes, they are. Charles Kimbrough, uh, who played uh, uh, Murphy Brown, um, and I, li- I liked him on that. I don't know if you watched Murphy Brown, but Which um, one he? he he was uh, the um, he was the the anchor Jim. He was oh, Jim the anchor. Jim. Oh. Yeah, Jim the anchor, always real right. straight laced and proper. Yeah, this is the kind of bar I like. Yeah. All men <laughs> singing, all men <laughs> dancing. My God, it's a gay bar. 
Um, then we lost Melinda Dillon. And and if you folks out there, if you're listening and you go, who the heck's Melinda Dillon? I don't know this person at all. I guarantee you with just one one line, you'll know exactly who Melinda Dillon is. You'll shoot your eye out. That's Melinda Dillon, Christmas. However, and I don't know why, again, at 56, I should have known this. She's the same woman that was played opposite Richard Dreyfus in Close Encounter of the Third Kind. I didn't know that. I, I, I don't know why I didn't, but it just, the, I, I never could. I knew, I always knew. It's like, I've seen her before, but I never paid attention and never thought about it. But, yeah. And wasn't she in one of the vacation movies? That's in my memory. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. And then, of course, just today, as we are recording this, uh, Mr. Burt Bacharach, um, huge, huge uh, writer and uh, um, uh, musician, uh, has passed away as well. <sighs> so... All those people that we've lost, um, we we thank you for your time and your talent, especially you, Cindy. I loved Laverne and Shirley. That to me, to me, Cindy Williams and um, Penny Marshall were as close to a Lucy and Ethel as we ever got, and we've never seen it again. And, and, and that's that's a big statement, and in I probably could be wrong, but I don't think anybody other than Laverne and Shirley beat or got as close to Lucy and Ethel. Agreed? I would say, not the physical comedy, but Golden Girls with relationships. Relationship-wise, maybe, but... Not slapstick. But say, yeah, and that's, that's, to me, is a whole different comedy. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's where I'm going. I mean, Lucy and Ethel and Laverne and Shirley were able to combine that friendship... And that slapstick, they well, they they did a whole. And then maybe that's a future podcast because it's interesting. Because mm-hmm. when you think about it, you've got Lucy and Ethel, you got Laverne and Shirley. Um, you don't have the women buddy comedy kind of things like you do with the men. Mm-hmm. You know, your Kate Nally's the only one I can think of. Yeah, but that that wasn't like like Brian said. That didn't reach the same level. Oh no, no, um, nothing. Yeah. But you know, yeah. you you can sit there and figure. You know, Ralph and Norton, Fred and Barney. You know, you know any number of guys. It's, mm-hmm. it's the buddy kind of thing. Well, it's like um, what they say. Oscar women, and Felix. Uh, women are being given a chance to yeah. show that they can be funny. Mm-hmm. But but the fact that I'm sitting here thinking, well, what other who else is out there? It's like I just really can't. Yeah. Can't come up with the you know, two. Oh, uh, Grace and Frankie. If, if you watch that on Netflix, yeah, I think they yeah. they didn't have the physical comedy, they, they, well, but they, they had could. that kind of relationship. They thing. want to break a hip. Jane and Lily are too old, right? Um, right. Um, but you know, it's the kind of thing you just don't have a lot of the, that female buddy movie kind of things. Right. And because you got to remember with Lucy and Ethel, you know, Lucille Ball and Vivian Vance, they went on to do another television show, The Lucy Show. Right. I think they did, you know, after that, they took their stick on to yet another series after Lucille and uh, Desi Arnaz broke up. Mm hmm. Yep. I don't know if they actually, I'm not sure if they really broke up, but something happened creatively. I think. I mean, I know they did break up eventually. I'm not sure exactly when the divorce oh. came in. Yeah. You know that way, but Desi was not around for that no. next series. So I, that kind of Desi thing. Arnaz no. Junior was. Well, oh, yeah, son, and, and son. Lucy, yeah. And yeah. Lucy, little little Lucy, Lucy, Lucy Junior. You don't have to pay the family, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you do. Um, <laughs> I think there that, might be I something in the rules. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, and people of all ages, we thank you again for uh, joining us uh, out here on the porch and uh, reminiscing about uh, Batman and, and all its. Um, different uh, and all its different forms. Thank you. Um, the $30. Now, uh, um, next next month, our topic is going to be in pop culture, our pop culture history. Again, and I love to use the word arguably, arguably the most prolific writer of our era in pop culture Horror master himself, Stephen King. I thought you were talking about R.L. Stein. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Gene L. Coon. No, gentlemen, no, no, no. <laughs> anyway, so um, Rod be, Sterling. <laughs> well, no, there's going to be a podcast about Rod Sterling. Uh, Isn't it Sterling? And him too. 
his, his evil twin brother. <laughs> um, what verse is this? <laughs> but now, next month, we'll, uh, we're will we going to talk about um, the, uh, the career of uh, Stephen King and the influence of him in pop culture. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, uh, I thank you both. I am sorry Ron wasn't able to make it today. And um, until next time, as always, uh, we, well, well, hold on. Thank you to uh, the uh, Impact Studios for their uh, for their studio time uh, high up on the building that we're on. I don't know. I'm I'm totally gone now. You know what? I'm just going to end it this way. High atop the Benish Building in beautiful downtown Monroe, Michigan. There he is. I swear to God, this man could have been the what's his name from laughing the the uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, he could have done. Or not Gary Oldman. Gary Owen. Gary Owen. Gary Oldman. Now everything's Gary Oldman. <laughs> Gary Owens. I'm sure. We'll never forget you again, Gary Oldman. Um, but anyway, so we're just. I'm going to sign us also off. Also played Zachary Smith in Lost in Space. Gary Oldman? Yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah. In the um, movie. They in the movie. No the movie. Yeah, you're right. The movie that knocked Titanic out of first place. <laughs> So until next time, uh, we thank you all for listening. We've, uh, we hope we're on now so that you are listening. And uh, until next time, please stay off our lawn.